But, but if uh, you could fly a, a plane. plane and throw grilled cheese out oh, yeah. to yes. people, I think it would be the perfect oh, combination. Yeah. yeah. So that's my long term goal. Yeah. If you've got a question, the voices are rising, I hear. Plastics. Plastics, the Voices of Resin, is a plastics podcast sponsored by SPE, Inspiring Plastics Professionals. If you want to find out more about SPE, please visit for, like the number, spe.org. Uh, hello and welcome. You're uh, live on the podcast with Lindsay Mabel and Mercedes Lindazri. And together we are Plastics, the Voices of Resin. That's us. Um, so, again, I'm Lindsay Nubble, and I am an engineer from Penn State Barron, and I work at Tech Tank in Erie, PA, and today we are interviewing my boss, Brock Allen, but Mercedes can introduce herself, too. Thank you. Graciously, thank you. Um, I'm, again, Mercedes, and uh, I am design application lead at Tecma PM. And with us today, as Lindsay said, we have her boss. So Mr. if this Brock doesn't Allen. go well, if this doesn't go well, she's fired. Fired. So I will be taking offers, <laughs> but I don't want to move, and I need to make a wealthy salary. <laughs> so okay, I'll take those. Point taken. <laughs> Point taken. Well, hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, that's right. You're still here. Hi. I am. I'm <laughs> nice still here. Nice to meet you again. <laughs> okay, so. Um, well, let's just start, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and like how you started Tech Tank? A little bit of a, a big story, but not so much and I'll make it short. But I uh, grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania and went to Penn State. So Lindsay and I went to the same college, we went through the same program. It's fantastic. We loved it. At least I did. Um, I did too. Lindsay did too. So. Went from Penn State to Massachusetts. I did some medical device development, worked in the extrusion world on extruding medical device tubing, did product development for a company up there, and decided to come back and start my own medical device company. I also went to UMass Lowell while I was up there. Um, Moved back to Erie in late 2010 with the medical device company, worked on that for about four or five years, and got bored. So decided to start Tech Tank, which was originally a company to help people out, um, individuals that had ideas that wanted to bring products to market. That was what we aimed to help. Um, we quick learned that there were a lot of people out there that didn't have money, so it didn't make the best sense for a business model. So we've moved the scale up, and we've basically since been helping you know small to mid-sized companies and even large companies with. R&D needs and helping them um, bring their products in-house um, from Chinese manufacturers over to the United States. So that's what we're concentrating on now. Uh, mostly custom injection molding. And we have in-house CNC. We're growing um, with our different attributes. I would say, you know, on a three to six months range where we're making big adjustments to try and make our organization more vertical. Thanks so much for listening to Plastics. Did you know that new episodes appear on the first Friday of every month? It's pretty much just as good as your Friday paydays. And if you want to 
keep the excitement coming, make sure you follow us or subscribe and then you'll see those new episodes pop up and it will just be a thing of beauty. I mean, I can vouch that he has not lied yet on the podcast. Well, not yet. We actually brought uh, Julia in, uh, my, my colleague <clears throat> in today, to, um, to conduct a... Um, what is it? A lie detector test? Is it's it? a lie detector test, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Human yeah. Something, something, o- something O-graph. Right yeah, <laughs> something O-graph. It's an O-graph. Yeah. Um, Brock, you mentioned that um, you got bored, and I know from some stories from Lindsay that it seems to me like you probably get bored a lot because, I mean, you've had, like, what was it, a grilled cheese truck, like a food truck? It did, you, so... Have you are, have your pilot's license, or...? Correct. So last last year, and those two aren't the same. It's not like a grilled cheese pilot's thing. But... but oh, uh, you could fly a, a plane. plane. And throw grilled oh, cheese out yeah, to yes. people. I think it would be oh, the perfect yeah, combination. Yeah. yeah. So that's my long-term goal. Starving. Yeah. We could just drop <laughs> ship. With grilled cheeses. Yeah, exactly. Food deserts. We could drive over those and just, just yeah. administer whatever kind of food. I don't see a problem with that. I, I thought immediately Southside of Chicago. Yeah. We did. We had a grilled cheese truck last year. Uh, myself and a lawyer started a food truck up. We just said, hey, what can we do um, to make this summer less boring? And we decided to start a food truck. We picked grilled cheese, and we ran it for a year. It was great, successful, and we sold it this year, um, mainly to focus on our own businesses and because it's a tough industry. It's uh, a lot of work, and we weren't directly involved. It was an owner um, business, but we, I would say 90% of the time had that farmed out. We had workers that would go out and do that for us. Now it's an owner operator, um, truck. And I think it's, it's great right now. So we're happy. And what about the pilot's license? How, how did that happen? I've always liked to fly. Like when you're like getting like your graduate degree at Lowell and I, I didn't have too much time, but it was something I wanted to do. So we squeezed it in. It was probably, it's a two-year process. I think for anybody that's got a private pilot's license, they know it's a, a one to two-year commitment, um, you know, weekly, and then you've got ground schools and tests, and then you've got your final check rides and solos. But it's, uh, it's kind of given me a freedom, and, you know, I've got five children, so I've kind of had to shift my entire um, life away from, you know, certain activities that I've done in the past. And, you know, that can definitely help me out in the future. And I think it's a, a long-term um, activity I can do. Uh, I used to, you know, ride dirt bikes a lot. So motocross, like your body doesn't hold up to that forever. So this is kind of, you know, a long-term hobby for me. Wow. Motocross too, huh? Just kind of Used to re- retired a long time ago. Flying, How yeah. many like uh, crazy? Okay, well we're getting off topic here, right? We're gonna the theme the of today was starting an yeah. molding <laughs> company and go. Oh, is that <laughs> it? Okay. There. Okay. Well, um, so one of the things is you know you mentioned you have five kids and you started a company um, based partially on your boredom. Um, <laughs> What kind of concerns, you know, did your family have with you starting a company? Did your wife have any concerns, you know? She has concerns every day, and she voices those. (laughs) Um, They're legitimate concerns. So I would say, you know, there's always a balance. I mean, it takes a lot of time, and it's a big commitment to start a company, but I enjoy the process of starting companies. I enjoy the process of watching things grow and looking back a year and saying, wow, like, we've really come a long ways. Um, it's a huge challenge. I mean, there's a lot more than just engineering and plastics involved. There's, 
you know, speaking with customers, um, you know, on the customer service end, there's, you know, the technical side of it, um, getting tools made, timelines, cash flow, finance. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of involvement. So I kind of like all of those puzzle pieces and, you know, working those together to make one big puzzle. Um, you know, how hard is it to build a team and a company presence at the same time? You know, they, that can't be... It can't be too easy. I know you're slightly laughing because obviously I have some insight to watching that. Yeah. I was, when I was looking over these questions, I was like, you know the answer to all of this already, don't you? Some of them. She, she does. Yeah, so I mean, the team is absolutely the most important part. I think, you know, finding the right people in different positions and knowing when to, you know, hire that position has been a little bit of a challenge, but I've been extremely lucky. I think we've done, you know, small numbers of interviews compared to what most companies would do to find the right positions. We've had the right people walk through the door. So Lindsay's definitely been able to help out. We've got a great um, guy in sales, Nick Peterson, fantastic. And then we have Carla who does a lot of fulfillment, um, you know, administrative work within the office and just kind of keeps, yeah, she's like, she's like the glue in between. Really, if I just don't know who to ask, I just go, yeah, she she's it. like the network, yeah. like, how do I get the laser hooked up? It's like on the other side of the building and my cord's not long enough. And she's like, you're an idiot. Let's just go through the network here. I'll hack in and something she's, mainframe. She's, I don't know. She's IT. She's a hacker too? She's a hacker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think wow. I think that's her last job. She's, she's a hacker. Yeah. Yeah. She She's very vague about what her past history is. So yeah. hey, there's definitely some. There's speculation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, we've got a you know recent tool shop. We just hired a full-time machinist, and he's fantastic. He's younger. He's a go-getter. Um, we also have good people out on the floor too. So it's been it's been great, you know, watching all the pieces come together. We recently just made our own first tool, um, large production tool. So you know those small notches are are pretty fun to watch because we know a year ago that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that hire Lindsay Neville. Oh, that was just yeah, that was. Did I say that was the biggest Just thing? Yeah. Like yeah. Leaps and bounds. Yeah. Stratosphere. Yeah. yeah. Forget slice bread. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. That's how I describe it. So, um, you know, we talked about your children. Uh, what, what are the age ranges of them? So my oldest is seven. Mm-hmm. And then we have a daughter that's going to be six. We have a four-year-old. We have a three-year-old. And we have a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. So all between seven and one. So when my one-year-old... Only one boy, though. One boy. He's number four. Uh-huh. Poor him. <laughs> oh, Poor him. So, you know, we, we, we were talking to some people yesterday and the day before about family businesses. Do you anticipate your children getting involved in, in the family business? <laughs> I think about that, and they're very, very young. Um, you know, it, it would be good. I'm absolutely not going to you know, force them or drive them in. But I'm sure, you know, once they hit, you know, nine years old, they'll be in here working for free um, just to help the bottom line. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. To get yeah. some work experience. I mean, I know Do I'm... Do we need to cut that out for child labor laws? Or we could leave that. No, oh, we're going to leave that in. Not yeah, yet. we're going to leave that in. a couple of years before they even can, like, yeah. kind of come at you. Yeah, we're, we're an edgy company. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know uh, myself and Nick, the sales guy, were talking the other day about like growing our families as well because he has a young daughter and I'm having my second kid in two weeks. Two weeks. And uh, we were talking about at some point there will be more children 
flooding this atmosphere of this company. Because um, there is a bounce house in the building. Just what? For the we record. do. We do. In the you large, have everything here. Large conference room has a bounce house. They call it the blow, the blow up bouncy castle. Wait, why, yeah. why aren't we doing this in the large conference room? That would have been should. a better podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Re- Live from the bouncy castle. Regrets. Oh Regrets. Right? I've had a few. Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> that's my first one right there. Number yeah. one. Not nah. doing a... Yeah. Oh, well. Next time. Next time. Well, well, I guess socks next getting time. back on track. Yeah. Um, oh, we, bring, we always yeah. bring socks. Yeah. Yeah. socks. Always. So, you know, as you're growing a company... You know, you kind of have to find your customer base, especially in custom injection molding, because Erie has several custom injection molding companies. Um, you said you kind of want to start helping people. You know, how did how did you kind of decide on that being the direction of, that you wanted to take? I think I always like to build things. You know, I don't want to be the injection molding company that does 17 trillion bottle caps a year. Like, that's really boring. Mm, yeah. Sure. Right? Those are fighting words. Wow. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's boring. Um, you know, some people might love that. Um, I'm sure they make money on it, but I like a different challenge every day. And I think we've hit some pretty fun markets that have been challenging, um, both from a technical standpoint of how to make a product for a certain price and compete with China. Um, I think mm-hmm. we've found a pretty good method. I think we've been successful in those routes. So, you know, we take pride in that, like actually, you know, taking a hard problem and solving it. And that's, you know, that's what we're trying to do here is, you know, break into some of these markets where, you know, other custom molders wouldn't want to go in and, you know, particularly do the business, but the customers want a USA made product. So we find a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned when you were at, um, I think it was when you were at Lowell, you were doing medical devices. Yeah, when I was yeah when I was up in Massachusetts, um, worked for two companies. So one was an extrusion company um, that we did custom extrusions and we did medical extrusions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, helped do product development for both. So I got a, a great background on you know extrusion, and then moved over to an actual uh, medical device company and did product development for them. Um, that was extruding fibers, um, you know, mostly bioabsorbable fibers. Um, PLA, PGA, mm-hmm. and uh, what's uh, what's PGA? Um, polyglycolic acid. Huh. So it's a. And if you didn't know that, I didn't know that, that would be yeah. If you didn't, a bad time to if you didn't know you. that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would yeah. Sorry, sorry, I just assumed it's that. a it's a golf show on Channel Two Eighteen on Directv. <laughs> oh right, I've seen that. Yeah, once. it is. Yeah, every oh, Saturday and Sunday. Favorite yeah, they golf do. show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. They love it. Yeah. Like wow, yeah, it's really weird a, that they have a, a polymer sponsor. Polymer the whole sponsor, the whole thing. Yeah, and they give green jackets out at the end too. <laughs> that's why so. we have all these golf outings. It's wonderful. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the spirit. Yeah. yeah. That's the minor leagues. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so I would get into that. So, is that um, uh, a market that you guys serve here at Tech Tank? It's not. No, we've. Uh, you got you bored know, with it, did you? Yeah, I got <laughs> bored with that. So, no, we still we still have the medical device company, but it's more of a technology company. There's not a lot of day to day activities. Um, I would say, you know, on that front, you know, the medical world, as I'm going to try and say it nice, as sophisticated as they think they are, they are very antiquated in the way that they think and do things. And I kind of get it with predicate devices and running FDA, you know, charts, um, you know, it's, there's not a lot of innovation in the medical market, um, you know, and I'm sure some of the molding's tough and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, tight tolerances and specs and validations. So, yeah. 
that all compounds. Um, but I wanted to do something a little bit different. And nobody can have a clean room when you have five kids. <laughs> Never. No. That was good. Yes, yes, that was yes, really yes, good. you walked in this yeah. morning and found so, dirty gummy bears in your purse. So. Yes, thank you very much. I had yeah. two, two children of my own. And then... In case you get stranded somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. They're looking out. Yeah. 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 It was a good breakfast. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and I know... Um, Actually, I lived in Massachusetts for a while, and I worked in a medical device company, not doing extrusion, but injection molding. And, you know, I have to agree, there's, there is some innovation maybe with, like, materials or stuff like that, but even that has to go through. By the time you get approvals or you get the FDA to be like, all right, you guys can do this, it's years down the line yes. from when somebody, somebody first thought about it. So it's, it's a little depressing. Whereas Absolutely. now, um, I like to refer to... Brock as the itchiest trigger finger in the West. <laughs> um, because I'll take that title. <laughs> basically, we think about something, and Brock's like, "Yeah, all right," and it'll be in on Tuesday. And it's equipment and like, you know, the things you need to like drive that innovation and um, that you know new product development. And if we genuinely need it, it will be here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you can't do that in the medical world. You gotta, you gotta sit and wait. <laughs> Yeah, it takes years, and I think that's some of the the problems is, you know, the turnover rate in the medical world. You have people that work on projects, and then they literally leave that job, and there's two or three people that have went through that seat um, before the project's approved. So it's it's pretty boring. I mean, it's a lot of paper pushing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think if people know me, I'm not the most detailed person. I'm more of an idea person. Mm -hmm. So the paperwork part is not my my strength. But you get to practice your handwriting and your signature... 50,000 times. Oh, absolutely. Well, and now you can practice your cursive on this cool board here. What is it? The yeah, Jamboard? Yeah, we got a Google Jamboard. That's so, it's so, so neat. This pretty is sweet piece. This is the itchy trigger finger. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, I, I found one in, I think it was Colorado or California. I think it was Colorado. And I bought it on eBay, like, literally the day that I, I thought we should get one. And that deal fell through. Like, talked to the people. They said, hey, we're going to ship it. And then something happened. Like, it went dark. So I found one out of Canada. And I met the guy at the border. And he had paperwork. So we got stuck at the border for six hours in, like, customs. So we had to hire a broker. And, like, another great experience. Like, besides sitting there (laughs) for six hours. I know. Was it a French-Canadian? No, because it was... Niagara Falls. Yeah, it was it was Niagara Falls. The guy was super cool. He worked out of uh, California and you know was in the Toronto area. Um, like two hours into the six hours, like I found out he was a pilot. So we literally talked about flying for four hours. Um, he was an wow. IT guy. So yeah, it was it was pretty fun. But those experiences to bring this thing back was uh, was valuable. And for those of you who don't know what a Jamboard is, it's a Google device that you basically it's like a giant TV, a smart. Yeah, it's a a collaborative whiteboard, I think, is is what they call it. So we have, like, apps, like, rocking right on the big giant TV, and I can get it on my app at home. (gasps) Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and you can actually interact. So at home on her phone, she can write back on the board, and it shows up on the screen here. I usually just send creepy pictures that are, like, close-ups of my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) She does. It scares us. Because I know there's just a giant picture of me yeah. on the board. Oh, that's office. amazing. So, yeah. What a fun thing. Yeah, it was good. I think, you know, it comes from, like, we use these whiteboards. You'll see them all over the, the office. And we'd write on them, and then everybody's like, let's take a picture. And then we're like, that sits in your phone. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, to make everything streamlined and allow, you know, still interaction, um, I think it was, it was a good process to grab the Jamboard and we still need to implement it um, since it's new, but it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of um, testing it at first. Yeah, so testing. There's correct. a lot of... <laughs> yeah. Julia actually, um, her face is on there right now. Right, so. right. My yeah. colleague Julia, who's, who's uh, sitting yeah. here with us doing the lie detector test, um, her face is on the board. We creepily pulled it up yeah. for her arrival. Stalker-ish. She's, she's met them, so. Yeah. <laughs> we're nothing if not You're creepy. Welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Settle for creepy. <laughs> um, where were we? I don't know. I like the two different methods here. So Lindsay has a piece of paper with hand-drawn scratch on it. And she's old school. And, and Mercedes has... Jamboard method. Yeah, she I has the Jamboard method. Um, got, I got my iPad here with the Apple Pencil that I take notes on. Uh, for the same reason. I mean, Lindsay and I both like to take notes by hand. And um, uh, I... You know, you, you, know you, you wrote something down a month ago and it's in a different notebook. So it's, yeah. you know... I, I have a bunch of notebooks, which my husband lovingly refers to as my serial killer notebook. And uh, I think Brock has discovered... Yeah, I've seen them. They're, they're a little killer, creepy. I yeah. have serial killer handwriting as well. Yeah. I've been yeah. told this back, yeah. I mean, back in well, college even. I make these notebooks and then I like scratch things out as I'm done. So it just looks like, oh no, who'd she kill or what yeah. murder supplies did she pick up? <laughs> well, you have a very hard press. When you when you write, I feel like you have a very hard press, and it's just like pushes impression. through the paper. Yeah, yeah. that's like, just my day-to-day yeah. -day starts to tear. Yeah, when she you gets cross things she out. gets upset easily. Yeah, <laughs> so scary. It's the only way. Um, so what? Um, now I know that, and I, I don't know how much about this you you want to talk about, but you know, you, so you're, you're not doing medical devices. Can you talk about some of the the markets that you are in and some of the markets that you are targeting with injection molding? Mm -hmm. So we've we found the pet space um, pretty hot right now. Mm -hmm. So we're doing pet space, um, bringing a lot of customers over to the U.S. Um, that currently produce in China. So we're working with a couple, you know, larger companies. And I think that's initiatives that they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, they've realized that their customers, like people, care about their pets. Mm -hmm. So it's extremely important for them to know. And there are good places in China that make parts, but there are also less good places in China that make parts and put whatever in products. Um, you know, we provide FDA certain materials, um, faster lead time. So we're going to go into uh, firearms as well. So I think the firearm market's going to be well. But we kind of look at, you know, the economy and, you know, recessions and trends. Um, you know, we don't follow that. We're not like, you know, night traders of penny stocks. But I think finding secure markets during these times um, to help diversify will definitely make us a little more um, safe if anything happens. So that's kind of what we're doing right now is we build a foundation, just build a foundation on something that's a little more um, concrete, nothing that's growing super fast or, um, you know, grow fast, fall fast. Mm -hmm. I would have to say if there, if there was somebody in, this, in the industry that I came across that um, was a night trader of penny stocks, I would not be surprised if it was you saying yeah. everything else that you do. Yeah, just at night, yeah, between <laughs> yeah, one and two in the morning, yeah. I typically that, trade penny stocks. 36 seconds. On the Chinese have. market, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Brock Allen, thank you so much for taking the time to um, to chat with us today. We really appreciate it. Please don't fire me. Please don't fire um, my friend. Slash never, Francis. never. No. Actually, you know what? Fire her. Hire me. I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. that you do. I can't do anything. Yeah. Um, bring it. Well, or, I bring what the, what is, that's not how you say it. You need it to say it with, it with the accent. No. Say it with the accent. the accent. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she needs the accent on her name to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> I went with 
how's the worst way to pronounce it? Then I went with your bad spelling on the jam board. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for being here today, guys. Really, really lovely time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys, before we wrap up this episode of Plastics, we just wanted to remind you to register for Antec. We're living it up in San Antonio from March 30th to April 2nd. Antec 2020 is produced by SPE and is the largest, most respected, and lit technical conference in the plastics industry. It's where classroom theory connects with real-world solutions. Plastics.